Welcome to PlayStation Daily. I'm John Blanco. Today, I'm joined by Richard Escobar to talk Forspoken on the one-year anniversary of its release as we record. Was Forspoken unfairly forsaken by critics, or is it actually good? Richard, welcome to the show. Thanks you, thank you for inviting me. It's, it's a pleasure. Love to, love to listen in, and I'm glad to be on. I, I wanted to chat with you. I didn't know about what, and uh, you were playing Forspoken, a game I'm very interested in, and I have not played. Um, we will talk a lot about that. But aside from Forspoken, what are you playing right now? Aside from that, I've been kind of juggling um, on the PlayStation. Alan Wake Two, been playing that. Uh, Riders Republic, a little bit of that, um, and. And just bought The Last of Us Part Two remastered. Never played the Part Two, so I'm. I've heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm anticipating on that one. So I'm, I'm uh, after, especially after watching the show, I'm really hyped to kind of see what where, where the story goes from here and where how it's going to be adapted into the show. Have you, you have you not played The Last of Us Part Two? No, never played it. What? Yeah, you, it was. You played the first one. Yeah, played the and first you one. watched the show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, you know, what, like I I just I just assume everybody has played The Last of Us. Um I I have been playing The Last of Us quite a bit. Um I I I was totally is my second playthrough. I've been totally going through it. Then I got sucked into No Return and absolutely was loving it and I was like I had to force myself to go back to the story and progress the story some more. And I've been locked into the story for a couple days now. And um, man, that's so good. It's just it's so good. I'm hyped to see what all the fuss about and all the controversy around it. So I'm really curious on what that is. And now for being 50 bucks, the remastered version, I was like, it's a no brainer if I've never played the first one. So I was like, that's a, that's a pretty good price. They could have easily made that 70. So I was pretty happy that PlayStation made that 50 fantastic well and really it's 10 it's a 10 dollar upgrade but yeah if you're buying it for the first time it's 50 so um yeah that was that was pretty pretty cool of them i i went in on 52 because i wanted the digital copy but um for 10 if you have it on disc on ps4 10 dollars for that no return mode is worth the price um okay get all the remastered stuff um but yeah no it's it's fantastic i i i'm gonna be done with it this weekend uh, I, I'm just going through it so quickly and, and I'm much better at it than I was the first time through. But ah, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear your. Ah, it's so good. Gosh. All right. Uh, but Forspoken. So. <laughs> so Forspoken, for anybody who doesn't know, was one of the shaky PlayStation exclusive that came out in early 2023. Uh, one year ago today, fantastically enough. And um, it, it came out to not the best reviews. Uh, the Metacritic score, uh, take it or leave it, stands at 64 out of 100 today. But a lot of people um, that I followed at the time it came out were hyped about it and, and really enjoying it. And I feel like it's one of those games where maybe some of the criticism is unfair. Maybe some of the, the, the enjoyment people are getting out of it is forced 
just because of, you know, it was a PlayStation exclusive. And sometimes when you're hyped for a game, you, you just refuse to see, uh, you know, the bad of it. But you've been playing through it now. Um, give us a little synopsis of the game that you as you've played so far. And uh, let's talk about it. Yeah, I'm about 70 percent through it. Um, it was a game that I got on the cheap um, to compliment Alan Wake 2. But I was going to go full deep into Alan Wake 2. However, Forspoken has kind of taken my attention away from Alan Wake because it's I'm actually enjoying it. It's actually pretty fun. Um, quick synopsis, uh, it's, it's the, the protagonist is down on her luck in New York city. Um, she stumbles upon this cuff. She puts it on, it zaps her over to, um, into a fantasy world, Athena. And she's kind of stuck in trying to find out what's going on. Why are people dying? Uh, and what's, you know, Pretty much what's happening with the rest of the the the, the world there. So um, it, it kind of foreshadows what it's kind of taking the pages out of um, in the beginning of the story. You see on her coffee table um, in their New York City, I think it was apartment, but it was kind of it was it was it was <laughs> she's down on her luck. Uh, it was like Alice in Wonderland. It's like oh okay, so this 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 story is kind of like an Alice in Wonderland kind of story. Okay, so they, that makes they, sense. They, so they zap her into another world, um, kind of going over what, how, what I like about this game and what I don't like about this game. Um, pretty much what I'm about to say is it's good, but not great. <laughs> Let's say that a lot. Um, and that's pretty much what it is. It's good, it, but not great. Um, so for example, just to start off with the gameplay, Parkour is, I think, the shining moment, shining bright star of this game. You know, people was people were really enthused by the parkour, and it's it is fun, but it's kind of janky. Uh, you do get caught on certain environments in the game, um, and it's uh. inconsistent with how it moves. Uh, but it is very fun to traverse through the world using your parkour magic. That you that was that was along. a big part about how they promoted it early on too. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it and it, it is the shiny star of the game. It is really fun. Um, it's it, if you I we equate it to Spider Man. Um, you know, uh, it, it's kind of like that. It's fun swinging around the city. It's kind of fun doing parkour throughout the throughout the open world, but just not just not as smooth. Uh, combat uh, is decent, but not great. Uh, you get magic. That's fun. You know, you get a sword along the game. That's fun, uh, but once again, the, the, it's, the combat is good. The best, probably the second best part of the game is using magic and all your special skills with, when it comes to magic. That's pretty fun. It's, I thought that was pretty unique on today's standards of gaming where it's like, you know, just guns and stuff. So I thought that was pretty a pretty nice change of pace in an open world game. Mm -hmm. uh, controls, they're very loose. They're good, not great. Um, so, and with... Square Enix being a part of this game, developing this game, or, or I'm sorry, publishing the game, um, it reminded me of past Square Enix games that, I, that they've also developed, such as the Tomb Raider trilogy, Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, where the controls aren't tight, or they're kind of loose, um, but it's fun to play. It's, it's fun. You, you, you enjoy the controls a lot, and, I, and that's with, with this game, Forspoken. It's the, the controls are fun. It's very loose. But it's 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 fun to control the protagonist that you're controlling. 
Right. So so the developer is Luminous Productions, and they've done yeah. one other game, Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. Which wow. I've never... Which, yeah, and I, looking into that, it seems like, yeah, it, Square Enix was full steam ahead on this engine, but and it seems like the next project was for Spoken, and they weren't very... <laughs> wow, they, they weren't very impressed with it. So, uh, but they have they have absorbed it back into the company. So we'll, we'll see how that goes going forward. Okay. Um, graphics have it's a PS5 game, but I don't know. I, I'm not. It's good, not great. It's not great. A, it's it, to me, it's like a PS4 level type of graphic graphical type of game. Yeah, and this is a next-gen, I mean, current-gen now, right? Only game. Yeah. There, there's no PS4 edition of, of it. And um, they they, they kind of hit that angle. Like, this can only be powered by the PS5. And from what I've seen, from like, a lot of scenes I've seen, it's just, like, dirt or mountain. Like, you know, like... So so this is an open-world game, right? Yep. Um, and... The values of open world games is usually like when you're walking around, you come across things or whatever. And um, that may be the case. But like it, whenever I've seen footage of it, I always feel like it just looks like a like a dead. Flat mountain area, it doesn't look lush or gorgeous or whatever. Um, it, yeah, you talk about like. Talk about so I want to know about like open worldiness, right? Like when you're mm-hmm. running around, is it really as brown as I think it is? And how often do you come across something of interest in the in the map? Yeah, so the the, the map is pretty big. It's a pretty big world, um, but it is kind of empty. It's not as filled as you would think it is. Um, I guess just to you know, you, you encounter enemies, and the enemies are super random. <laughs> Uh, the f- first and foremost, you got zombies. Um, that's part of what that's called the break in the game. Um, that's like the what's 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 happening to the people. This fog that moves in, and it when once you're in the fog, you turn into a zombie. And then so all throughout the open world, you you'll run into zombies. Uh, they don't call them zombies, but it's a zombie. <laughs> Are um, they really zombies? Like 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 really zombies? They in the game they mention throughout the cutscenes like once they're like they're dead so like once you once you once you kill them they're do- they're gone so like okay. there's no way of bringing them back or anything so far of what they said in the Herma story. zombies all right yeah uh, there's elk in the game there's wolves there's alligators <laughs> yes there's knights and those are usually the hardest ones to feed in in, in the open world um, because they're wearing armor. Um, and then some human looking lizards are in the game too. So these are the most random enemies, but you know what? It is very fun to battle though. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, the, the color palette in the game is very brown. Um, a lot of desert. Uh, there's, there's not a lot of color. Um, it is, most of it is flat, but there are some areas where you can't, there are some mountains, there are some hills that you can climb. That's rock. Um, and you use your parkour or other skills that you learn throughout the game to kind of traverse through this to make it easier. Mm-hmm. Um, for being open world too, they do provide a luxury of fast travel. So if you're on the map, you can fast travel almost anywhere that you come upon. So anywhere that you discover, you can kind of fast travel anytime you want. So you can make it easier to go to get where you need to get the treasure or, or things like that. Right. Okay. 
So they, they do make it easy like that way, which, which is nice. Yes. Um, yeah, that would be nicer in Prince of Persia for me right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me about one of the more famous aspects of this game. I want to know, now that you are three quarters of the way through, is the voice acting as bad as people claimed, or is it fine? I think it's fine. I, it's there are so there is the back and forth. Like your cuff speaks; no one else in the world can hear it other uh, other than you. So uh-huh. far into the game, um, they they have their quibble with each other where they go back and forth um, every now and then. Some I've heard a lot of repeats. Um, is it? It's not the worst. I've heard worse. I, it's, it's, <laughs> oh, yes, it's again. Xenoblade. I mean, like there's some, sometimes there's joy in hearing the same things again and again. Xenoblade was very repetitive. Um, <laughs> this one is not as bad. Once again, it's good, but not great. Um, the, what's, what's, what I find unique about the game, what I like is um, going back to the magical powers, you know, mm-hmm. having, having to use your special abilities to cast spells and to, to help you combat your enemies that's fun. The boss fights are pretty are pretty fun. The parkour, trying to do a combo of parkour and magic at the same time, um, is is fun. You'll you find variations of combos that that works. Switching between different spells is pretty seamless. It's pretty easy. Um, you press L one to switch, and everything is turns into slow motion while you pick in a circle of what oh, you I want, like that. Yeah. And you go and you go forward. Very easy, very seamless. Uh, the other thing I thought was unique was the gear uh, that you wear, your attire. Now, it's nothing extraordinary. It's nothing good, awesome, not great. but yeah. yeah, it's good but not great. <laughs> the, but there's one unique thing. She you can you can upgrade and change cloaks, so she wears a cloak. Um, she has a necklace. You can change, you, you'll discover, find new necklaces. You can change that, upgrade them. That's great. The one thing I thought that was, it was really cool um, because of the protagonist is a female is that you can change your nail polish, your nail polish. Oh. You, can, you can change the colors and that allows you to upgrade some of your spells, your defense, your recharge rate on your spells or your parkouring. And I thought that was, a, that was a very unique thing. Okay, wait, back up now. So... So you're saying you can change your nail, your nail, your your nail colors. Mm-hmm. Um, so if like, do you change all ten at once, or can you do like I have ten different skills I can do? Very good question. So you can do you can do one, you can do a left hand and a right hand. So you can do. Okay. I think right now I only have like four colors. Like I think purple, pink, green, and blue. I believe. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, so I can make one pink and one blue, and they and they have various upgrades to what you know uh to my combat to my defense to my scales to my recharge rate so yeah i thought hmm. that was a very unique thing for who for the protagonist for being yeah. female so i thought that was cool you so you can't i mean this is not a create your own character right uh, nope. uh but like does she, so but you can change her look you said you can change the cape the nails can you change like hairstyle or that's that's all set in stone that's well? all set in stone yeah okay so, so, so far but they her- do give you a little bit of like when you change your cape, you see it, right? It's yeah, it's a visual change. Okay, yeah. The nail um, polish you don't really see because <laughs> it's just hard to see. Yeah, yeah. The, I wonder if you the, can see it in some cutscenes sometimes. 
just because maybe, it's closer, closer camera angle. Yeah, maybe I, I'm actually going to look into that now. Okay, that's interesting. Um, using the portal with the game because I played it on the big screen, played mm. it on the, on, the, on a Sony 4K TV, and then I played it on a on the PlayStation Portal. Um, it runs pretty well. There is a very slight lag, very, very, very minimal lag um, compared to the last game. I compared to the last game I played was uh, God of War Ragnarok. And that one ran very smooth on the portal. Uh, Forspoken is a very laggy, very, very little, little laggy. It's very little, but it, but it, but it's doable once you get the used to bang up. So it's interesting. The way the way I think of the portal is that I mean the games don't do anything specifically, but the way that the way that cloud stuff works is it's not sending you uh, generally uh, full screen grabs of every single frame, right? That would be impossible, but mm-hmm. it's sending you sort of like Delta data and it has a way of compressing it. It's actually amazing technology if you think about it. Cause it's, I mean, like there are times when I'm playing the portal and I'm getting quite a great frame rate, but like it, it, there is a trick. If you play a portal, if you play a PS five game where a lot of the screen doesn't change, um, it's actually going to perform better on a portal. So it's interesting that you're seeing the performance is not quite as good, probably because the dirt is <laughs> constantly changing or or something to that effect. And it, I wonder if there is a list of the games that work best on a portal. And I mean, I'm sure 2D games work amazingly. And yeah, um, that's that's interesting that it, oh. you're saying Ragnarok performed better than yeah than this one. And I think because of the parkour in for, Forspoken mainly, because she is moving at a quite faster pace than you are in, in Ragnarok. Um, quick off topic about the portal. There is a game that I have, or there was a little difficulty, um, Alan Wake 2. Um, you know, you tap, you double tap the screen as for your for your middle button on the dual side. Oh, the touchpad thing, yeah. Yeah, so when you double tap the screen on Alan Wake 2, there is, you... You, it doesn't send you to the menu or in the game, your, what's called the mind place. Um, you have to double tap. You have to like hold a button and then double tap in order hmm. for it to be recognized. Yeah, it's it's something in that combination. I, I looked it up because it, it drove me it drove me nuts why it wasn't working. I was like, I, damn it, I gotta I gotta <laughs> I gotta go back to the big screen because I can't play this on the on here. Um, so yeah, that that was really that was odd. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've played a game on my portal where the touchpad interaction isn't just a tap. So I've just trained myself to double tap the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, Last of Us 2 has uh, when you play a guitar, you actually strum the touchpad. Oh, and I, I don't even I would love to actually try that on the portal just to see because I don't even know what I would do. I think you have to like touch the touch, touch the screen and then swipe. Um, that's the only tricky part of the portal. But fortunately, it's generally just a double tap if you're tapping the uh, the screen. Not many, I can't think of many PlayStation games that have heavy use of swiping and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, that's interesting. That's interesting. I wonder if they can fix that. Yeah. Um, now, are you interested in getting the DLC? I'm not a DLC person. <laughs> um, if it's if it's not part of the game, if it's not part of the main story, if it's not part of the main game, usually I don't get it. But I am having a lot of fun with this game. Um, once again, the game, the, the game doesn't, is not the, you know, I thought Ragnarok was simply brilliant, simply amazing all mm-hmm. across the board. However, Forspoken is just a fun, 
open world to kind of traverse in the parkour is fun. The spells is fun. And the story is kind of engaging. Like this, the, the story is very, it's very well thought out. Um, there's a lot of, it's very deep. Um, you can, you collect books throughout the, the game and you can read more in depth about the history and the lore of the game, which I have not, but, <laughs> but you can. And I thought, I was like, wow, they, so it just, to me, this makes me think that they've, they had big plans for this game. Mm-hmm. Um, they're looking to really either a make more sequels or b try to get it, you know, on the you know uh, in the cinema um, on Force TV. Yes, I, it seems like that's it seems like that's what they were trying to do with all the lore in the game. I would, I mean, it, it might still be possible. I mean, sometimes when it, when a game kind of gets criticized early, you might be like, all right, let's just try something else or whatever, but. Uh, this is a game that I have seen people play throughout the year because it's an open world game. And sometimes it's just, I, I mean, I find open world games cozy, right? Like, and like, you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go play. I'm going to go find some quests. I'm going to do some quests. I'm going to upgrade this thing and I'm going to upgrade this thing, get my skill tree going. And those can be cozy games for intense gamers, right? And I've seen people throughout the year, they, they download it and play it and go, ah, actually, it's kind of fun or whatever. I may, maybe the same thing. Good, not great, you know, whatever. But I mean, even even I, when I think about like, what's an open world game I can play? And I always have four spoken on my radar. That's definitely one that, you know, hey, let's do the checklist thing. Let's uh, let's let's do the quests. And it does have the DLC. I am a fan of DLC. But I agree with you. Sometimes you're playing a game and you're like, you know, I'm enjoying it, whatever. But I don't want to add more to the to the plate. Right. I'm enjoying uh, these oysters. And somebody's come along and said, would you like five more oysters? And you're like, I'm enjoying these oysters. And when I'm done, I'm going to be satisfied and I don't need more oysters because I might get might get sick of the oysters. We don't want to do that. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, you know, I've always wanted to go back to play the Horizon Zero Dawn ones. The Ragnarok Valhalla one just came out, and I just have I and really you just played the Horizon games? Oh, I have played Horizon games, but not the DLC. Okay. I love oh, the Horizon Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and I, I think... really wanted to play the the four, what's the last one that just came out? The f- uh, the, uh, the, which which one? The Horizon, on the Forbidden West? Yeah. Yeah, that DLC... That DLC is really good, but I played it way too long after the game and I sucked at it. So I, I actually want to replay the game just so I can go right into the DLC and not feel completely lost because I feel like I really shortchanged myself. I actually still ended up on my top PlayStation games of the year list, um, but I didn't enjoy it quite as much as I should have because mm. I I literally forgot how to play the game entirely by the time I jumped in there. Yeah, there's there's a lot of mechanics in that game, um, surprisingly. Um, for Forspoken, I would, because one of the other things you do in the game and around the world to upgrade is you go around and, and run or walk over the, these glowing orbs and you collect these glowing orbs and that allows you to upgrade your spells and whatnot, okay. um, and, and, and your, and your power. So, um, the game very, is very similar to a game I played last year that came out, I think two years ago, Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, very, very similar in that way where it's a big open world and you traverse, travel through it and you collect orbs to power up, defeat things along the way, defeat bosses. Those two games are very similar with their open world, um, strategy. Okay. 
I haven't played that one. Um, but interesting. That was the that's a Ghostwire Tokyo is that 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 first person game that's like the streets of Tokyo, very colorful sort of deal. I think it was a PlayStation exclusive for a while. And then um, it finally I went over to other consoles. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because it was like during that time where uh, Xbox bought Bethesda. Oh, yeah, that's always a funny thing, right? You buy you buy the company and, and it's like they're making because that was with um, De- uh, what was the name of that game? Dead. Oh, gosh. Now I'm going to forget the name of the game. Redfall. No, not Redfall, but it was it was also a vampire. It was like a roguelike. It had great reviews. And um, oh, my God. Um, uh I'm trying Deathloop. There we go. Deathloop. Yes. Deathloop. Yeah, because Xbox bought that company and they had made Deathloop for PlayStation. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, Tango Gameworks um, is the Ghostwire Tokyo developer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I absolutely love that game. I uh, it was creepy, supernatural. Um, I once again, it was one of those games that a lot of people kind of criticized when it first came out. And I played it months later when it became when it was on PS Plus, and I was like, "This game's this game's extremely fun, creepy, and just overall cozy." Yeah i I don't know what it is, and games get like and and Forspoken got so roundly criticized early on. I mean, before it came out, you just hear people talking about, "Oh, the voice acting's so cringy," you know. And I have this year has been my awakening. Um, there are so many games, movies people say are bad. And then I'm like, this is good. You know, I, I saw like, you know, the Marvels was the worst performing Marvel movie. And it's like, but it's a good movie. Oh, my God. I loved it. It's so much fun. Um, it's I, actually coming, coming to Netflix uh, or coming to Disney Plus next week, I believe, or maybe a couple same, weeks. Same here. I thought the movie was so much fun. I thought so I, much fun. I'm so glad I didn't listen to the critics on that. I had a ton of fun. I can't, I can't wait to watch it again on Disney Plus with my wife because I know my wife is going to, um, she's going to love it too because of yeah. the the um, the the one planet they go to who the singing Captain planet. Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> I know she's going to get a kick out of that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know, and that movie's like maybe maybe a victim of you know Marvel fatigue or people just waiting for these movies to hit uh, the service. But it felt unfair because it was like such a good movie. Um, you know, Forspoken got this treatment. Uh, we've seen it over and over again. I, I've said it a hundred times on this podcast, probably. I liked The Flash. I watched The Flash thinking, oh, this movie's going to be terrible. Let me watch The Flash. And it was like, no, that was actually pretty good. Like, it was, like I, don't, I don't know what people are looking for from things or what, but there seems to be this hive mind. And I will say it does come from a certain toxic male element sometimes. And, you know, when Forspoken got that treatment, it was like, well, yeah, Black Girl is the the lead character. Um, I, I bet it's predictable. And it just got so roundly. Mm-hmm. Look, if you don't like it, then just don't play it. But like people just go out of their way to like crush something. And yeah. um, everyone who has played the game that I've seen play the game has said they enjoyed it. Um, so and I and I definitely do want to play it. it. It can also become a victim of if the if the reviews aren't good. There's always a million other things to play and it's, it becomes easy to 
skip something when you're like, oh, the reviews aren't great. Okay, I'm going to play this. Cool. Sometimes I enjoy when games get bad reviews because I'm like, oh, cool. I don't have to decide between these two things. Yeah. Um, and and I think for reading about it, it seems like Forspoken had some, you know, problems with the overall gameplay. Um, and, you know, they, they passed it up. And, you know, as of, you know, I waited a year to play it and it worked, works perfectly fine. Same thing with Jedi Survivor. Um, you know, that game got a lot of flack because it was, it did, like, there was a lot of, I guess, a, a bad. Very glitchy. Thing. Very glitchy. I never, I played it on day one, just binged that game, um, never had a problem. And it was one of my top games last year. So, in a, in a perfect gaming world, we just, we buy every game six months after it comes out. It's, it's, it's much less glitchy and it's much cheaper. Yeah, um, it's too bad. There's just games we can't afford to wait on. If yeah. you are uh, looking to get Forspoken or want to give it a chance, it is full price right now. Sixty nine ninety nine. Um, if you want to get if you want to get it, go and get it. If you want to kind of wait and hedge your bet a little bit, maybe pick it up on a sale just in case it's maybe not for you. Um, you might have to wait a little bit, but I've seen I've seen it get at least 50 percent off. Uh, what did you grab it at? I grabbed it at the, I think the last week of December for $15 or $17 at GameStop. Wow. Okay. You got a physical. Yeah. Okay. Got a physical. Um, Yeah. That's a good idea. Actually, it probably is a pretty good price. Let's see what it is physical right now. Um, That might be the way to go. Yeah. Because usually with games that I am not sure about, uh, I, I just like, I'm like, look, I'll, I'll take a chance and, and give it a try, but I, I don't want to take it a chance. Full price, take a chance sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but I definitely would look to buy Forspoken digitally when it's like maybe at a 50% or something like that, because I, yeah, I just want to dive into this open world and, and see what it's all about. Plus, I am from New York. Let's go Mets. And, uh, you know, got to support the New York peeps. Pete Alonso. Right. Yeah. Alonso. <laughs> all right. Richard Escobar. Are you a streamer? Are you a YouTuber? Are you any of these things? Not. I am not. I am too busy. Why not? I'm, 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 I'm too busy. I have, I'm behind on my games. I'm playing Forspoken a year later. <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't, I just played yes. God of War Ragnar- Ragnarok. Um, I haven't got around to playing Spider-Man 2 yet. Um, it's just, Jeez. It's, it's, ju- it's just, there's a backlog of stuff. Like How did said. they allow you on this show? Yeah, Spider-Man 2... <laughs> Last of Us Part Two, man, you gotta play that one. Um, you gotta catch up. You gotta catch yes. up. That's Spider Man, Spider Man One, uh, Miles Morales. I think were probably my favorite games on the PS. Well, well Spider Man PS4, Miles Morales PS5 so far. Like they're, they're just absolute amazing games. It it still crushes me. I haven't played it yet, but I want to take time. I want to take time and, and complete the ones I've I've done, and then then I'll go and get Spider Man Two. No, it's no excuse. No. <laughs> uh, we'll, let, we'll get it fast it's a busy world how can people reach you if they want to like uh, ask you some forespoken questions or <clears throat> you know keep track of you while uh, while you play Last of Us Part 2 uh, at Eska Richard pretty much any social media platform so if, if that's pretty much where I'm at um, or are you on threads I am not on threads gotta get on threads man I this know is a, this is a threads this is an official sponsor of uh, the threads social media conglomerate. I have to check to see if my uh, college is on threads yet. Then I'll go on there. If you're on Instagram, it's actually really easy to get on threads, but you can be one of many people who 
post some stuff on threads and then uh, never post again. So when we look at your profile, it'll be 40 weeks ago. Richard Escobar wrote this. That's great. Fantastic. I'm more of a lurker, lurker on social media. I rarely ever post anything. I'm just more of a lurker. All right. Well, you're here. So that's all that's important. There we go. All right. Thanks, Richard, for 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 educating us on on Forspoken. Uh, if anybody out there uh, grabs it, let us know what you think. I still have not talked to somebody personally who did not like this game. Get at least a good. So I, I you know what I mean? You, you can trust anonymous Internet people or you can trust Richard here. And I've known Richard for a while. Very trustworthy. Yes, he hasn't played Spider-Man 2. We get it. We understand. Let's leave him alone, guys. But um, but it's I trust good. your word. It's good, but not great. Good, but not great. <laughs> <laughs> PlayStation Daily is your daily podcast for everything Sony PlayStation. Email me topic ideas or feedback for the show. Tell me if you liked Richard. Should he come back or should he never come back ever again at PlayStationDailyPod at gmail.com? We're just kidding. Everyone wants you back. We're on threads, threads at PS Daily Pod, and now on Facebook at facebook.com slash PS Daily Pod. As of this recording, I am still on Facebook. They haven't blocked me for a third time yet. That's great. <laughs> Hope you've enjoyed today's pod. We'll be back tomorrow, but until next time. PlayStation.